0: Hello, my name is Ian and I am losing my mind. Welcome to Ian sanity. This is episode two. And so it's been how many weeks? I would say two weeks. I think it was two weeks ago that I, I that I recorded episode one. Hold on one sec. Let me change the lighting in here. I'm back in my dorm room. Okay, yeah, that's better. I went from what was blue lights, and now it's on a fade. The vibe definitely needs to be set. I have to be in a space to talk, and this is how I did the first recording for this for this podcast. But anyways, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. There's been a lot going on, especially today, past couple of days. So with that, I definitely should be talking about what has happened today, how I'm doing. Of course, I'm doing pretty well. Um, Had the draft going on tonight, the NFL draft. I'm a big Giants fan, and oh, boy. (laughs) We had a a very interesting draft. So we were supposed to have the 11th overall pick. What ended up happening was we traded with the Chicago Bears. Uh, We swapped picks with them. They had the 20th pick in the draft. It was just the first round tonight. Uh, So we swapped our 11th for their 20th this year. Uh, along with um, I'm pulling up a tweet with the trade details so they ended up with the 11th pick they got Justin Fields out of it so a quarterback Uh, in exchange the Giants got the 20th pick which I'll talk about in a moment Uh, a 5th rounder this year and then next year's First round pick from the Bears, and then the fourth round pick. And that I think is a really big trade, especially getting that first rounder next year. That's going to be something. But the as I said, the Bears took a quarterback, and the Giants. There's something about them. Their general manager Dave Gelman. I can I can never justify his his act his uh trade or not his trade, his uh draft skills, especially that first round. Cause he always either overdrafts or or just some other calamity. But basically they drafted a, a wide receiver at twenty by the name of Kadarius Tony, who I I actually did a mock draft where I like predicted spots and stuff. For the record, I did pretty well. I got on the nose 10 picks correct out of 32 and 26 players that were taken in the first round I predicted correct. Not necessarily in with the teams and the spots that they were taken, but I did predict that 26 players would be selected in the first round correctly. But uh, Kadarius Toney was not one of those players. And basically, what I thought when the Giants were trading down to 20 was they were going to go for an edge rusher. They were not going to get a skill player because at the point that they were at 11, I thought they would either take... One of two wide receivers, that being Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, linebacker Micah Parsons, or offensive lineman in Rashawn Slater. If none of them were there, I thought that they would trade down. While Micah Parsons was there, I really think they wanted Devontae Smith because the Eagles traded up a couple of picks to select him right before the Giants which I th- I think is absolutely funny that they're just trying to one up them. But I think they saw that and realized there's no hope we might as well trade down. But yet they still got a wide receiver. And it just makes me think that for their quarterback, for Daniel Jones, this is his year. If he doesn't improve, they're going to they're going to get rid of him. They're going to use that Bears pick and select quarterback next year, because I know there's a really good quarterback uh, pool to choose from next year. I know there's a guy from Oklahoma, Spencer Radler. uh, And then I can't remember the Sam Howell from North Carolina, who's also really good. Surprisingly, University of North Carolina, not really a football school, but Sam Howell's really good. But I feel like they're gonna take one of those two next year or another quarterback that I'm not aware of, if Daniel Jones doesn't do well this year. Cause you have Saquon Barkley back from injury. You have an O-line that's improving with time, because you had rookies on your blind side. They should they did well considering their rookies, but they have they're very likely they're going to improve along with the rest of the O line. And now you have a rookie wide receiver. You have a really good wide receiver that you picked up this year in Kenny Galladay, and you've had depth from last year in wide receivers, and a tight end that shouldn't be there, who's absolute shit in Evan Ingram. But then you also got Kyle Rudolph, who's also a good, who's a good tight end that they got from free agency this year. So, plenty of options, plenty of weapons, and plenty of support for Daniel Jones. If the Giants don't do well, if Daniel Jones specifically doesn't do well, he's going to get his ass cut. And we're taking someone else. But overall, this is, I'm going to say this hopefully will be a shorter episode because my voice is ruined because I react to every single pick in the first round, and, like, whether or not teams need it or not. And, so basically, to figure out which teams did well, which teams didn't do well, like, based on, like, team needs and all that. I'm a sports management major. I obsess over this shit. (laughs) You got to understand that. Uh... Let me pull up the the official first round results. It's it's always hard to tell where everything is cuz I follow a whole bunch of sports accounts that post very different um they post very similar things actually. But I can't find where they actually posted. I don't know. I don't know, I saw the full draft board somewhere. I can't find it anymore. Let me pull it up. But, yeah, I did a lot of stuff relating to the draft this entire week. Even though I do not support them, the Jets did well. Surprisingly, because they got a new quarterback in Zach Wilson. And they actually traded up for to get a lineman. And that, again, I think also helps. A skill player would have also worked, because I don't think having someone like Corey Davis as your top uh, wide receiver really doesn't say too much in terms of weapons for your new quarterback to choose from, but that's just me. Uh, Where is this? Perfect. Uh, NFL uh, draft pick and analysis. New York Times, it's gonna be a long ass article, uh. (laughs) But yeah, no, this is goes backwards. I need. I just want a straight up, like list of draft picks. Like, is that too much to ask? Oh, draft tracker from. The NFL itself, it should be good. Okay. There we go. Um, but yeah, obviously, Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one. There really weren't wasn't anything surprising, but I did do uh, predicting who would take who in the draft. On the nose, I got six of the first seven. I got everything except Trey Lance at number three. Um, after that, that's, after seven, that's when everything went off the rails. Cause JC Horn went number eight. Did not expect that. Uh, and then that just led an absolute train wreck afterwards. There weren't too many like shockers or ones that I thought were downright terrible. I'm going to be New York biased here. Mac Jones is going to be a bust. Regardless of what team he was going to, he's going to be a bust. Regardless of, he's in, he's with the Patriots now, but I don't see a place in which an Alabama quarterback will succeed in the NFL. The only one that I'm aware of that's ever succeeded or has played at a Hall of Fame Caliber is Ken Stabler. And I'm not even 100% sure that he is from University of Alabama. And the Raiders, Raiders just don't give a fuck. Like, they're like, they just don't care about draft projections. Because they selected a guy by the name of Alex Leatherwood, I thought was going to be taken mid-second round. And they took him at 17. I mean, good for them. I I don't know. I didn't even know too much about Leatherwood. That's why I thought he'd go second round. But I don't know. I also feel like I'm out of my depth in general on the draft because I haven't watched a lot of game tape. Uh, Don't really know too much besides hearing the talking heads on ESPN and, and NFL Network, CBS Sports, all those. Great websites and television channels. Basically, just recycled information. I'm not, I don't have enough time to go into my own uh, analysis on that. But what I will say is, I do not only do I have a podcast, I watch podcasts. And I don't know if you can call it a podcast, they technically do have. It listed under Spotify as a podcast, but Pat McAfee, I I watch clips from the Pat McAfee show as sometimes, and he had on a uh, analysis or analyst rather, and a guy by the name of Peter Schrager, and I remember Peter Schrager. Dude was talking big game, saying how he was so accurate in the draft, predicting the draft last year was one of the best analysts. Like he was talking big game. And I look at his uh final uh pr- mock draft from yesterday. And yeah, that was his I have his last one pulled up here. I think I got more picks on the nose correctly than he did. Pretty sure Uh, everyone had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson going one and two. Let me me count right now, because I had 10 on the nose. I had specifically on the nose Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, Zach Wilson to the Jets, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Uh, That is four right there. Jalen Waddell going to the Dolphins. Pani going to the Lions. That is six. Seven being Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. I thought that he was going to the Vikings. He ended up going to the Jets at 14. And then Caleb Farley at 22 going to the Titans. Najee Harris at 24 to the Steelers. And then surprisingly enough, Jason Owe at 31 going to the Ravens. Did not expect that. But a pleasant surprise. That's ten, I believe. Schrager got fewer. I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at this. Let's see. Trevor Lawrence, you got right. Got Zach Wilson on the nose. Granted, you can't always predict trades, and he tried to simulate trades in here. But anyways, one, two. You got Kyle Pitts right as well, along with Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. So that's three right there. After that, everything just goes off the rails. I don't think he got a... He didn't get that mint. As far as I know, I don't think he got another pick correct after that. Or anything on the nose. Actually, no. He got, surprisingly enough, the most out-of-left-field pick to me. Zaven Collins from Tulsa going to the Arizona Cardinals. He got that right for some reason. Actually, there is plenty of speculation that he was going there, but that's four, and we're halfway through the round. Nothing anywhere. uh, I'll count it. He had uh, Najee Harris going to Steelers. He did simulate trade, but still got the pick right and the team right. I'll count it. I'll count it. i will be nice. (laughs) But after that, nothing. You got nothing correct. You got a bunch of them close, but you got five correct. So you know what that means. I am smarter than an NFL draft analyst. Like, I want his job. I know you're not listening to this, Peter Schrager, but give me a chance. I like you. Even mentioned it in that same Pat McAfee. Uh Pat McAfee interview on his show about how you don't look at game tape. I don't look at game tape either, but I still got a good amount of picks correct. Just give me a chance. I would love to have a conversation about this. But yeah, the draft. It's it's a very interesting kind of soap opera. Uh, funny enough, though, I did have to miss a part of the draft for something that ha- that was going on. So, bit of a story. So, one thing about me is I would consider myself uh, the king of useless facts. Uh, I'm a wizard at irrelevant knowledge, I'm really good with trivia, like random pop culture trivia or geography or any sort of quiz bull shit, I I would say I'm good at. And so I really wish there was like Quiz Bull and that was at my high school because I would have done it a hundred percent or at university in New Haven. But there isn't, sadly. Instead, there has been, for the past, how long has it been? It's been, I would say, a month. There has been something called the Student Activities Trivia Tournament. It's a mouthful, but hear me out. I can't even see where. Yeah, this this was in April. Yeah, April 7th was the first round. And so our school along with a bunch of other smaller schools were involved in it. And basically you are you register representing your school. For example, I signed up for University of New Haven. And basically and so you sign up with your email address for your school. And then you're in a bracket, you're in a bracket against other schools, like an example, examples, all the ones here were shout out to anyone that go to these schools. Uh, SUNY Geneseo, I butchered that town. I'm very sorry. SUNY Canton, Hamilton College, Marist College, Alfred University, Cuka College, uh, Cal State East Bay and Brandeis. All of these schools were involved, along with the University of New Haven. And so, I started out, first game was against Alfred University. There were three people in total that played. Two for Alfred University, and just me for University of New Haven. So I had to carry charger nation on my back to be to absolutely minimize the situation whatsoever and to put it very lightly uh, I bullied that school. <laughs> I bullied Alfred <laughs> and it it was it was a it was a, a absolute slaughter. I ended up with over forty-eight hundred points. Each question was like a hundred points each, give or take. Some were three, were three hundred, and there were like sixty questions. This was like an hour long each week, basically. But I won the first one. Then we played the week after. Uh, we played Brandeis, who were who won the last tournament. This is like the second annual tournament or whatever and that one I won the individual there were more people this time more University of New Haven people there are a bunch of Brandeis people I think there were like 15 people in total I was top of the individual leader board same score around I had about 4800 and we won by I would like to say 400 points because what they do is Every single person representing a school, they add up all the points and divide by the number of players representing that school to give you an average. And whichever school has the highest average moves on to the next round. So we beat Alfred University, Brandeis University. Who's next? We're up against Marist College. And that was a few days later. And you had a similar number to the last game, about 15 people in total couple of people for, uh, it was split 50-50, give or take. This game was probably my worst overall. And I had a paltry 4,300. I was absolute dog shit. I was tired. I remember having a very busy day that day. And we won only by 400 points as a school. And so we had to wait two weeks for the finals. We were undefeated. And what ended up happening was it was double elimination. So you had a loser's bracket under you. And so all that was going on. We were just waiting. And it ended up being today, the finals was a rematch against Marist. And I thought they would bring their A game. They did not. We ended up absolutely destroying them by over a 1,000 points on average. But sadly, I did not win. I did not win the overall, or the individual. Yeah, I had had like 4,500. But I was still one of the highest ones for New Haven. I can say I'm a trivia king. I, if I was not at any of those, if I was not at the first one, we would not even be participating. And if I was not there for any of the other rounds, we would not have won. I'm just going to say right now, or if I wasn't there, it would have been a lot closer. Because. I did pretty well i i think it was more that i answered quickly because it's sort of like if you play it's sort of like an off brand kahoot where it's like the faster you answer correctly the more points you get and so i was rapid fire one after the other after the other so it was more about speed than accuracy I was pretty accurate though, if I remember correctly. I think I got like, oh man, I don't even know how many I got wrong. But yeah, humble brag, I know. But I I enjoy trivia. Like I'm I'm passionate about it. Yes, it's absolutely useless and and irrelevant as fuck. But it there's something about it that just perked me it might have to do just in general about like social media and just having short attention spans where i just have these short little pieces of information that i take in but somehow i keep it into my head for longer than if i'm taking a class in what was a class i took last semester like macroeconomics or Something of that nature, like I don't, I don't remember a lot from that class, but I remember a lot about useless shit about fucking General Mills or Frito Lay. They own Doritos, by the way. Fun fact. <laughs> what else happened with my day? Uh. I had a good amount of steps today, I would say. Let me check my phone and see. So I pride myself in in getting a lot of steps every day. It's a part of living a healthy life. Yeah, I had a good amount of steps today. And I have it's pre-down it's pre-downloaded on the phone when I got it, but there's a health app. And as a pedometer involved. So for some reason, I'm always, probably because I'm competitive, I'm like, okay, how many steps can I get? Can I up my total every single day? It doesn't improve every single day, but I try and keep it around a certain level each day. And I had an above average day today. So I would give myself a pat on the back for that right now. <laughs> And with that, I feel like that is the best time. Cuz my voice is not what it it should be. Like right now, it it's around the same time that I recorded the last episode. Today is April 30th. It's around midnight. So you're technically on Friday, April 30th at around midnight instead of me recording on Friday because I am going home this weekend Uh, I've mentioned I'm, I'm from Connecticut I did theater in high school I'm seeing my high school do a musical they're doing the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee a long name for a show don't know anything about it I'm guessing it's about a spelling bee or something. But I think it's better for me to go to my old stomping ground support my local theater, as you should. It's gonna be my first show in over a year. And I'm excited. I'm excited just to see something in person because stuff's opening up. And it's it's just a sort of symbol for just reopening. I'm, it, makes me, it makes me optimistic for the future. I feel like we should all be optimistic towards that. But with that, I think that we'll wrap up this episode of Ian Sanity. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know that you enjoyed it by messaging me on Instagram. Uh, my account is at Ian Saatchi. It's private, so. but if you send me a message saying you're here from Ian Sanity, then I will know who you are, (laughs) I guess. Uh, But also, if you have any feedback, uh, please let me know, again, by messaging me on Instagram, because I'm new at this. I don't know what I'm doing. And as always, take care.